0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Download the app today.
1: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming
0: wellness into your lives.
1: Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Kristoff and Marcus Pearce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of ageing well. Marcus Pearce here with you and as always, I am joined by Australia's number one wellness expert and if you didn't know, he's also the most house proud human being on the planet. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, legend?
0: Hello, Pearcey. I'm great. Thank you, mate. Why made you bring up the house proud thing? Because I am. I'm ridiculously house proud.
1: Because I've got news for you that you are going to be like a proud dad or a proud big brother. (laughs) On the weekend, I had three cubic meters of wood chips arrive at my house because under our house, yep, everything just perfect. Under our house, we had a rainforest growing, uh, northern rivers, a lot of rain, a lot of sun, and I um, am into – uh, in conversations with people, uh, sheet mulching, like popping down cardboards and newspapers and knocking down the weeds and all the rest of it, and I laid three cubic metres of mulch around my house and – or not around my house, under, under, underneath. And if I showed you the before and after of what I did, knowing how much you know about my journey to house proudness and you are my one and only mentor in that space – <laughs> uh, I would think you would be very proud, but Domo. The reason why I tell you that yes. is because I had a rather sore low back at the end <laughs> of my ten hours of movement yeah. over hours. the weekend. Of wow. uh, I was using Tommy's little shovel um, because I left the big did you one use down his under. Digger, the house.
0: did you use his little digger? Yeah. As well? So it
1: was forty. Yeah. It was forty, forty shovels per load type thing, wow. and I probably did forty loads over the weekend. And um, I, and I was like, wow, thank God I'm married to a chiropractor. But this is a conversation that I'm sure you haven't had only once in your life before. Yeah. I did a lot over the weekend and um, I'm a bit tender. And so we thought we would talk to the one or two people on the planet that have experienced back pain um, <laughs> in their lives. Um, you being the number one wellness expert on the planet. It's a pretty common conversation.
0: I reckon you'd be having great, man. Yeah, PC. In fact, you know what? 80% of the population will experience back pain in their life. Um it's
1: four out of five.
0: Which is unbelievable. 80% of people and at any point in time, about 60% of the population are suffering with back pain at any point in time, which is- Chronic
1: or acute or do we know the breakdown or just that's
0: just- They probably do know the breakdown, but uh, there's statistics off the top of my head from the last time I appeared on Tally talking about this sort of stuff. (laughs) So that's all. So I just go, oh, I might sound smart here. Um, But that was got to me, that that information was given to me, um, you know, by people who do stats. And I'm not good at numbers, as you know. So um, I recall that they were the kind of numbers, but it's more common back pain um, is more common as you get older. Um, primarily because things start to lose their fluidity and their strength. Um, our muscles become a little bit thinner, our ligaments are tighter. And so we don't have that ability to rebound or have that elasticity that we used to have. So we get a bit more um, discomfort associated with that. But pa- the pain's not really in the back, the pain's really in the brain. And so we'll talk more about that too.
1: Well, let's just go there now. Well, actually, before we go there now. Mm anecdotally, which Mm -hmm. is always my favorite type of research, you see hundreds of people a month, thousands of people a year um, at the great Vita Lifestyles, Sandringham. Now, when you are assessing people and if, let's just say, that um, 80% of those people are going to, well, maybe even 60%, like you said, are going to experience back pain at any given time in in that year, what percentage do you think is acute And what do you think is chronic? Like, oh, I've hurt myself on the weekend. It's Monday morning, 8 a.m. Can you help me get out of pain versus – and I know that's hard to tell because there's a whole physiological process, but what would you estimate? Because I think some people that think it's acute, it could be chronic and and so on and so forth.
0: I would say that the bulk of back pain, I would say 90% of back pain that I see in my practice would be acute um, because the chronic stuff is – Very easy to resolve. So chronic back pain is something that you can teach the brain out of, Um, and acute back pain is generally associated with an injury, right? Um, You can get an acute flare-up of a chronic injury. Um, And so where there's been a long-standing low back issue for many years, for some people it's decades, plural – um and then and that's kind of just kind of been lingering and you know you haven't got a great back but there's no no pain but you know that you can't do the things you used to do and then one day you bend over you pick up the piece of paper that the kids left behind um when they were emptying the bins and you pick that up and then bang your back pops that's an acute flare of a chronic injury and we see that as a really common presentation because people forget that they've injured their back 20, 25 years ago and then all of a sudden they show, they go, I've got this thing, haven't hurt my back for 20 years, it's been good ever since I did this. And then you look at the x-rays and you go, oh, that's where the injury is. That was such a long time ago. And so you've got to kind of explain that it's the injury that you've got today or the pain you've got today is a result of stuff that you've done, it's the thousandth straw that broke the camel's back so to speak. It's not just, you know, I went out and I did this and now I've got that. Your situation where you did lots of exercise, you shoveled 40 loads um, with 40 shovel scoops um over the weekend that took you 10 hours and you hadn't worked up to that you went from zero to hero that's Mm -hmm. delayed onset muscle stress and strain that you'd get if you went to the gym and worked out too much you just worked out too much that's all Mm -hmm. it is and so it takes time to settle down yes there's a little bit of muscle inflammation probably a little bit of tissue damage that will for the most part just resolve itself and it'll be made easier to resolve itself with chiropractic care which is you know Obviously, the reason why I married Sarah. And, well, uh, and so… The only one reason. <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, like the assistance that you receive through chiropractic or other, you know, not other, but chiropractic is probably the number one. And then other assistive therapies like physio or massage or myo, those sorts of things. A very beneficial, even osteopathy, that can also be a benefit. But the chiropractic approach to making sure that the spine is in line, I'm using a metaphor, the spine is in line um, so that the nerves work freely and communicate to the brain more efficiently, that is a, that's a huge leg up in the repair and the regeneration of spine and spinal function um, when it comes to injury.
1: So a lot of people would say uh, it's normal to have a bad back as they get older. They think it's like a normal part of aging. Do you find, and not just because we do 100 not out, but do you find there's some form of learned helplessness because it's so common, uh, do you think there's some form of learned helplessness around back pain in people because it's not as if they're the only one experiencing it? Do you feel people are disempowered around improving um, their physiology in relation to their back?
0: Yeah, and I I do, Piercy, and for a couple of reasons. So um, an example today, one of the guys I played with uh, at golf, just another example of golf, um, he had hurt (laughs) his back. He's got to move it
1: in somewhere.
0: (laughs) Two people in my group today had hurt their back. One of them I saw in the practice yesterday, and he had pretty good mobility, still a little bit of back pain, um, but pretty good mobility. The other one decided that it was just going to tough it out and maybe get a rub and maybe go see somebody, but – he really um, was affected, and it affected his mindset and affected his um, his attitude. At the end of the at the end of the game, um, the guy who had decided to not do much about it, he committed to this. I'm getting older. My posture is getting weaker. Um, it's just the way it's going to be. Um, it's just a fact, you know. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but he resigned himself to being 51 and as a result of being 51 his posture's not as good and as a result of being 51 he could expect some back pain and if it doesn't get any better by itself by Friday then he'll go and see his therapist not anybody that I'd recommended somebody that he's had before so then I thought to myself oh he's okay with the degree of discomfort that he's experiencing Because that's the best he's ever experienced. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. So to the extent that the therapist that he's going to choose to assist him in getting better, that's the best he's ever experienced. So he thinks that he's going to just let it go and see if it resolves itself. And if it doesn't get better, then he'll go and get the help of somebody else rather than believing that he could feel unbelievable and really good and heal faster if he did something about it sooner rather than later. So it was a self-fulfilling prophecy that he'll continue to feel pain. Um, and then if he's out of pain by Friday, he may not go and see somebody, which, of course, means that he never actually corrected the problem in the first place. His brain just forgot about the pain, and, uh, and, and that's a big concern for me. So then he then will have repeated um, back issues in the future, and it will continue to be the case as we age at about the same pace, birthday years old, but physiologically very, very different. He's a year older than me um, and his back won't hold up to the same extent that my back will hold up with. But I can tell oh, you that
1: this way. is This is awesome. Now, I'm about to spring one on you, demo because yep. our producer, Min, The great Min Benstead has contributed to the conversation in the chat here. Min has had a dull ache and tightness for four years and she's reached a tipping point. We're going to bring Min on here and I am going to just thrust you into Damo's face, Min, and you are going to ask him your questions and he's going to give you some answers and I reckon there's probably – 5 billion people around the planet demo that have experienced a dull ache in their back and not really known what to do so no pressure and I know you can't prescribe demo because no. one you're in Melbourne and min's in Queensland and this is not a proper uh, appointment but have a conversation min first of all welcome to 100 not out min
0: thank you long time listener Round of first time caller
1: the <laughs> crowd goes wild. So, I mean you've had a dull ache for four years. You've reached the tipping point in your own words. Do you want to tell Damo a little bit more around your dull ache and your tightness?
0: Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Like I, during Melbourne in 2020, walked my back into the ground and just, you know, I guess you put up with the pain, don't you, sometimes? Like you, you talk yourself into it, yeah. I have a story around it. It was a stress management thing. I needed to walk every day et cetera, et cetera. But, um, and I see a rec- chiropractor regularly, I, you know, eat pretty well, um, I move daily, but, you know, recently that dull ache has, you know, stopped being a dull ache and is more talking to me in a loud voice, I guess. So that's a tipping point. But it's, it's interesting the head versus pain conversation, chronic versus acute um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. Oh, well, thanks, Min. That's uh, great that you could join us on uh, Hunter Out today. So thanks very much for calling in. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, that was my attempt at a radio voice. I mean, that was great. Um, and I think, you know, you're not alone. A lot of people do see a physio, chiro, osteopath, massage therapist and still experience pain. Um, and pain is essentially an interpretation by the brain um, to the signal that it's receiving. So the brain will be getting a signal. For some people, uh, they'll they'll be having exactly the same signal from the brain, oh, sorry, from the low back to the brain, but their brain is not interpreting that as pain. Um, But your brain is interpreting that as pain. So you can't discount what you're experiencing and what your brain's interpreting, but it's really important to know that sometimes there's no injury. It's just that your brain is continually triggered. So you kind of go, okay, well, how do we, decrease the trigger or how do we decrease the noise that the brain's receiving um, for it to then translate that signal as pain? Mm. Because nociception, which is what the brain reads pain from, which is the type of um, nerve fiber that the brain reads from to decide that something is pain, nociception comes from about 2% of the whole of the nervous system. So if you think about all of the thousands of kilometers of nerves that run through your body, nociceptors are the smallest number. There's other, you know, receptors like chemoceptors, baroceptors and all kinds of other types of nerve cells. The nociceptors are such a small amount of signal to the brain that if you feel like that there's pain or if you're interpreting the signal that there's pain, then there's obviously something that's not working right. So if you're regularly adjusted... When I say regularly, it's, you know, it's once every fortnight or once a week, you know, no no less than once every three or four weeks, you know, like it's kind of got to be that frequently for chiropractic to be as effective as it, as it could be, you know, unless you're just putting out bushfire. So if you see your chiropractor because you're in pain and then you get out of pain and you don't see the chiropractor anymore, then you're essentially using the chiropractor to help you get through an injury or pain and th- that's your choice of, Pain relief, or paracetamol, or um, ibuprofen, right? That's that's the way you are doing it. But if you use chiropractic in its truest form and to its full extent, then using chiropractic to maintain the health of your spine, and you're doing that, and you're still experiencing pain, then it's highly likely there's something that's that's causing the triggering of that. And so, where I have people present to me with tightness and a dull ache. Um, which is chronic, which is what you 're experiencing because we 've now gone beyond two months, and we 're talking four years so where you where you are feeling that um, that 's likely to be due to tighter muscles and um, you know and but really strong muscles but really tight muscles and so a stretching regime, or a personal trainer who's going to stretch you, or go into a stretching lab, to, for example, to get stretched out. That's going to be really important. So I often would recommend to people that they would, with their mobility, look to yoga or look to stretching or finding stretching programs. I love um, the YouTube, uh, the YouTuber um, Yoga with Adrian for my stretching. I love, I love you know doing that in the morning and. And stretching – and, P.C., last year in 2023, I said this is the year of long and strong. You sure did. And then a business started at the end of 2023 here in Australia um, that stretches people out purposely. That's what the whole thing is, is just about stretching people. And I think if you can get stretched, I mean, you're likely to um, add value to the chiropractic care that you've been receiving and could help you get out of pain.
1: Oh, Min, come back. What do you reckon? Does that help? Does it give you an insight as to maybe where a a gap may live?
0: Oh, absolutely. I've just let my yoga with Adrian's subscription lapse. (laughs) Uh Uh, (laughs) Uh-oh. And (laughs) returning to Pilates. But, yeah, it's – Well, Pilates is unreal. I do Pilates. I do Pilates two times a week and, and I love it. It's really awesome. But it's not a sub in or a sub out. It's kind of like somebody saying, oh, I'm going to put Cairo on hold for a moment and I'm going to get a massage instead. Um, They both do different things and perform different functions and have different results. So, yes, you get a little bit of a stretch in Pilates. But really, Pilates is about strengthening. Maybe you get a little bit longer. Maybe. But it's definitely about strengthening. And you still need to be purposeful in your lengthening. So your strengthening can be achieved through going to the gym. It could be achieved through lifting weights. It could be achieved by doing push-ups or Pilates or even yoga. But the lengthening, it has to be deliberate. So the lengthening is going to come either from yoga or somebody stretching you or you stretching you. Um, But lengthening, to my understanding, given that I've now done Pilates for I don't know, let's say it's nearly six months. I don't feel like Pilates is focused on lengthening you. It's definitely Mm. focused on strengthening you.
1: This is gold. This is the best. I've just written this down, lengthening, lengthening, because I I have a tight back and around my right hip and psoas and it all just feels, like you said, Damo, strong but not long. It's so short and crunchy and unlong. (laughs) that it needs to just be... No, because the last two days, I'm loving this chat because the last two days I have timed myself and I've just held myself in this awkward stretch for six minutes just waiting for some form of release and it's been so good but it actually hasn't got to the point of I can feel it getting longer which is just me going... It is so crunchy and so short. And like you're saying, Damo, like, cause I'm like, Min, I love Pilates. I'm like, Damo, I love Pilates. I love my Cairo. I love, you know, 10 hours of doing, you know, moving wood chips, but no, none of those three are going to offset the X hours a week at the desk. All of the things that are making my or Min's back muscles short and they need to be lengthened. When the lengthening happens in a lifestyle perspective, then the adjustment can really do what it's designed to do, as can the Pilates. It can actually strengthen the longer muscles and so on. But you've just nailed this. You have nailed it. Um, geez, I'm glad we spoke about this. So, Damo, can I put you on the spot? Yeah. In everything that you've just said, for people that are going, okay, where do I start? Can you give us a three to five tips for great back health physiological wellness that, again, is not prescriptive that if any human being did it, there's only going to be a benefit. Yeah. So are you allowed to talk generically enough, but uh, specifically enough for on that?
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. So what we do know is that sitting is the new back pain, right? So if you have to sit for a long period of time, Sorry, sitting is the new cancer or the new smoking, right? So sitting causes back pain because it shortens your hip flexors. So if your hip flexors, and everyone like so many people are out there running, so many people are out there doing exercise, and when you do that, you strengthen your hip flexors. Mm. Now, if as a result of running or as a result of Pilates or of getting stronger, for example – you start to get back pain is because your hip flexors are going to be getting too short. So I would then say, well, it's really important then if you're going to go and do your exercise and then you're going to go sit that you find time to lengthen it and that's doing the reverse of a sit, which is not a stand, it's a stretch. And so you're talking hip flexor stretches, so important, right? So I'll be saying do that, stretch out your glutes, stretch out your hip flexors. Stretch out piriformis, get the pressure off the sciatic nerve um, and, you know, find ways in which you can, you know, get really long as well as maintaining your strength through your exercise, which I think is absolutely super important. Um, Once you've done, you know, that lengthening process, it's really important to maintain the movement of your spine. The human body is ridiculously good at finding ways to get around problems it finds solutions so let's say for example you can't reach into a hole with your right hand you'll reach into the hole with your left hand and if you need to twist your wrist around to get into that hole to find a way in there you'll be able to do it and then most of the time you'll be able to get out the same thing goes for your low back if you can't bend forward at l5 you'll find a way to bend forward at l4 if you can't twist your body or turn your head um to look over your right shoulder, you'll turn your whole body to look over your right shoulder. Like you'll find a way to achieve what it is that you're trying to achieve to the extent that you'll probably likely find a way around the limitation that's in place in your spine. So you work around it until you can no longer work around it. So I would encourage people to see their chiropractor and if you don't have a chiropractor, you need to get a chiropractor. It's really it's simple, it's safe, it's effective, it's complementary to every other therapy. You know, if you've got a chiropractor on your team, you can see physio, and osteo, and massage therapist, a myotherapist without interrupting anything, you know. So, chiropractic is a separate and distinct healing art. It's really important. I use it with Chinese medicine, I love it with acupuncture, my, I love it, you know. So, but chiropractic um, shouldn't be excluded with the inclusion of other therapies Mm. so i would say that once you get long and strong and free of back pain keep the chiropractic care up because it's going to help your brain recognize where you are in space and we understand that the brain decides on how you're going to be based on its perception of where you are in space that's called proprioception and that's improved and better achieved through a healthier spine and we know that the research tells us so i'd I'd continue to be you know to be doing that and if we want to put links in there you look at that through harvick research so that's heidi harvick's uh, research she's she's proved that so i would say that you you want to stretch that's really important use chiropractic um as part of your um healing solution and then as part of your maintenance solution for sure
1: that is so good. Strong and long and chiro and complementary therapies, eh?
0: Yeah. 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 But, you know, just because you see a chiro doesn't mean you can't see a physio. You know, That's and, right. And like like we, so they all complement each other. This is right, right? So, um, And just because you see a chiro doesn't mean you can't see an osteo. I've got people who see both. Um, but what I wouldn't do, if you want to have a good, healthy back, I wouldn't just get out of pain. If you've ever experienced pain in your back, The problem's always now going to be there. Mm. It's now about how do you keep the spine working better in the long term for the long run, what are the things you've got to do so that as you do get older, you don't, you know, concede poorer posture and increased pain and higher drug utilisation. You you kind of want to be doing more things to keep your body well the older you get. You have
1: dropped so much gold on this episode, standing – is not the opposite of sitting. I love this. Stretching is the opposite of sitting. Do you know how profound that is? That is so good. Um, sitting causes short hip flexors, short hip flexors causes back pain. Like this is really, I know it might seem basic to the world's friggin' greatest chiropractor, but for a lot of people listening, it's like the the, the dots are joining, the links are there um, and maintain movement of the spine at all costs. This is awesome. Damo, Thank you so much for your wisdom, as always, on this episode of 100 Not Out. And if you're in Melbourne, folks, you can find Damo down at Vita Lifestyles in Sandringham. Uh, Links will be in the show notes. Um, Min, thank you to you for joining us on 100 Not Out. Producer Min, you're a legend. And for everyone that is listening to this, if you've got tight hip flexors and a bit of... uh, chronic low back pain there's a little greek island called Ikaria and a bigger italian one called sardinia where they don't sit very often we no. walk a lot we swim in oceans we dance i dance a bit more than damo but damo still more. dances there as well <laughs> a lot more um and i do remember walking around and hiking and walking the go track going my hips feel so much more free than they do when i'm back in australia mm. and i always remember that coming home going i'm gonna move more move more this has been A great reminder. We are off to Icaria, August 22 to 31, Sardinia, September 1 to 10. All the details at 100notout.com. You are welcome to join us. Uh, Folks, thank you for your support of 100 Not Out. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye
0: for now.